Welcome to the FedHeads, a weekly podcast from Grand Thornton Public Sector. Join the FedHeads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. This is episode one of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. Robert Shea of Grand Thornton is here. And uh, thank you very much, first of all, for the invitation to join you on this program every week. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, me too. I couldn't imagine doing it with a nicer guy. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Uh, now that we've gotten the Mutual Admiration Society portion of the uh, podcast out of the way, what is the goal that you and the team at Grand Thornton have for the Fed Heads podcast every week? You mean, who am I and why am I here? <laughs> yes. It's a historic reference. Yes. Um, I think there's a lot a podcast can do to give people current insights into what's going on in management of the federal government, even in state and local government. Mm-hmm. Um, things that happen here in Washington have an impact on Americans' lives. There's a huge ecosystem of people who are trying to figure out what the government's doing and help it do it better. So I I hope we'll contribute to shared knowledge of what's going on, how people can help the government work better. One of the opportunities that I think we have is the ability to do that piece at the end that you just talked about. There's a lot of discussion and a lot of debate, some in the political sphere and some in the operations sphere, about what's not working right or what is working right, and not as much exploration as to the why and the what you do about it, either how you replicate it if it's going well, scale it and move it to other places, or if it's not going well, how you fix it, that it works, and then you can scale and replicate. If I'm talking to a big audience, I often ask for a show of hands of people who know of this or that initiative going on to fix the government or fix a specific problem. Mm -hmm. Invariably, no hand goes up. Mm -hmm. Um, We could do a lot better job of explaining what federal government management improvement efforts are trying to accomplish um, so that everybody knows what's going on, what we're trying to do, and so they can help. Mm -hmm. Uh, But hopefully we can also have a little fun doing this because if one thing the government's guilty of, it's taking itself a little too seriously. So we can contribute to the uh, uh, maybe to the funner side of government management. Maybe lightening up the subject would not be such a bad idea. I agree yeah. with you about that. I'll try not to say lighten up, Francis, though, very often. I would discourage that if at all possible. This week, we saw the State of the Union address. We all watched it. Yep. We all watched pieces of it. I think everybody who cares about what goes on in the executive branch wanted to know what President Trump had to say. And how he was going to say it. Exactly. What was your takeaway from the speech regarding what we just talked about, regarding the way that people in the federal government approach the way that they do their jobs? Well, there's a lot of trepidation. The president has announced he's going to reorganize whole swaths of the government, Um, and he's got some pretty tough accountability language. You know, he said in his speech, all Americans deserve accountability. And he called on Congress to empower every cabinet secretary with the authority to reward good workers and remove federal employees who undermine the public, telegraphing that we don't do a very good job of holding poor performers accountable, and we don't really have a system that allows you to reward high performers. Presidents have been wanting to do that for a long time, certainly laudable, um, but the details of, of what comes after that sentence in the State of the Union are um, sure to come here in the next couple of weeks. My fear is that people who heard that either during the speech or afterwards 
only heard the part about firing people, holding people accountable for poor performance, and didn't hear the part about rewarding high performers, which you accurately say every president has wanted to do regardless of party. Every president's wanted to do both of those things. Uh, most employees, when surveyed, will tell you their managers don't do a good job holding poor performers accountable. But our system is set up that you can't even give a modicum of financial incentive to those who are really doing a bang-up job. If you can get this through, that'll be a marvelous improvement to the federal personnel system. What do you think are the key tenets of being able to get some kind of system set up to do that? Because and, and who are the stakeholders that are going to be important to making that happen? Because the Defense Department took a crack at it five, eight, no longer than that. A decade ago yep. with the National uh, Security Personnel System. And it didn't work very well. Some of the managers who were involved in the system liked it. A lot of the employees didn't. The unions hated it. And it went away as soon as the Democrats took control of Congress again. So the president used as an example what's going on at the Veterans Affairs Department. There was a crisis of confidence in the service veterans were getting. And so management thought they could use greater flexibility in removing poor performers. Um, You're not going to get an enterprise-wide crisis like that at the federal level. Um, So, and, and, you know, frankly, writing the law or the policies is not the hard part. It's collaborating with the people who are going to have to administer it, coaching them, training them on how to distinguish high performers from poor performers, how much money, probably we're not talking about huge bonuses, this is government after all, but some portion of their annual pay devoted to performance is going to be, could make a really big difference. As of the time of this conversation, we still have no Senate-confirmed OPM director. What role will Jeff Pond play if he doesn't pull out before he's confirmed, and I'm not suggesting that he will, it's just been so long since he was named as the nominee, and still no activity in the Senate, people get frustrated, understandably so. But whoever becomes the OPM director, what will his or her role be? Hopefully it will be Jeff. What what will the role of that person be in implementing what the president talked about? And how far can agencies go individually? Can OPM go without a leader in pushing the president's words into action without having a Senate-confirmed leader there? You mean... Will he even have an OPM to run? I mean, there's some suggestion that there's going to be a broad reorganization of that agency. It's already lost the Defense uh, Security Service personnel back to the Department of Defense. Um, Even so, he'll have important policy responsibilities related to personnel policy across government. Um, And he will usher the policies through the process, um, but then he'll be responsible for holding agencies accountable for actually using the flexibility they got. There are plenty of flexibilities out there, but you need real leadership to make those have an impact at agencies. So he'll have a, a, a tough job getting agencies to spend, agency leadership to spend part of their time taking advantage of new flexibilities should they be enacted. I'd be a terrible fighter because apparently I telegraphed my punches. You anticipated where I wanted to go next, and that's talking about the reorg. And I've, I thought the thing about the State of the Union that struck me the most was not 
anything the president said during the speech. It was what the White House was cranking out, what their media shop was cranking out during the speech, talking about what some of these reorgs will start to look like. We'll get, obviously, more information and more understanding of that when we get a budget request from the White House, because one of the reasons that the deadlines were set the way they were after 1722 was so that they could be aligned to the FY19 budget request, which is supposed to come the middle of February. But all of that being said, what you're talking about there, with OPM being dramatically reshaped, indicates that you think that, or or have intelligence to indicate, that there's going to be some pretty big things happen, that there's going to be some cheese move that people are not going to like to see moved. Is that a fair read on my part? Am I yeah. reading between the lines uh, too much? I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if I knew a lot more than you did, but there are already reorganizations going on, um, those that don't require legislation, there are likely to be more in the budget or later that further reorganize the government. But GAO's been talking about this a long time. They've inventoried reams and reams of overlap and duplication in agencies that could really benefit from um, uh, streamlining. But it does disrupt, and agencies that are focusing on missions may be distracted by these reorganizations. It'll be interesting to see how swiftly Congress acts to enact some of them or whether there's some pushback, whether the midterm elections put a slowdown on some of those things. So those the, are some things I'm watching. The midterm elections an interesting factor there, but I think a more important factor and a more urgent factor timeline-wise is the fact that if the White House releases the budget when they say they're going to, which is the middle of February. We're going to have a situation where Congress is going to be working theoretically on two appropriations packages at the same time because they haven't finished 18. They don't have top-line numbers that everybody agrees on, let alone the lines underneath it. And then 19 is going to fall into their laps. I mean, the, the chaos that that's creating is dramatically impacting the way that the agencies are handling this, I imagine. Yes. the um, And, you know, so you've got reorganization coming on top of a operating under continuing resolution, and then um, the budget proposal coming out. It's my understanding they're working on a budget uh, continuing resolution that gets through late March right now, just another one to kick the can down the, the um, field. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say other than a lot going on, a lot of disruption. People are busy. Uh, employee, you know, there's been a hiring freeze. It's a tough, tough environment right now. Um, I admire those civil servants who are taking advantage of the disruption to make some badly needed change. So that's where we want to go. We're almost out of time. But what, what do the people who are effectively responding to all this chaos, what are they doing under the radar? What are they doing... Um, to try to take advantage of this situation, to try to make it work in their favor rather than sit there and just let it happen to them. Yeah, they're moving forward. They're keeping their heads down, getting their jobs done, uh, working with the leadership that's there to accomplish some things that have badly needed to happen for a long time. Uh, I'm very excited about being on FedHeads with you every week for the foreseeable future. You're my fellow FedHead. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm I'm honorary having never served. You did serve, so I want to make sure people understand that. But uh, as a measurement person all throughout your career, 
how will we measure the success of Fed heads? How will we know at some point in the future that we're doing it right? What are your metrics? About 13 minutes? I don't know. Um, I'd I'd like to see some real growth in the people who are listening because that's the best measure of whether or not our message is getting out there. Robert Shea, thanks as always for joining me on Fed Heads. Great to be with you. I'm Francis Rose, and we are the Fed Heads. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector, and don't forget to leave us a comment or a review on the iTunes or Google Play Store.